Hey everyone, my name is Brandon Patrick, that's Sophie Green, and you're listening to the Super Lip Podcast. And that's chicken. No. <laughs> Did she just chirp? Yeah. <laughs> oh, damn. Podcast is a bi-weekly podcast pertaining to books about the LGBTQIA community. Hello, Sophie. I can Hi. hear what you're doing. <laughs> um, oh, no. Do you want to tell me what book we're talking about today? I'm so sorry. One of the first reviews on this site I just pulled up is Theranos, but make it gay. Yeah. <laughs> it's but like worse. True. <laughs> Fairness but make it gay, funny. but make it worse because it's gay people. <laughs> this week we're talking about confidence by Raphael Frumkin. And preemptively, before we start, Google the book cover. I'm obsessed with this book cover. I think it's neat. <laughs> it's not as like what's it called? It's not as like uh, it's not a YA book. <laughs> it's not a YA book. <laughs> <laughs> That's not what I was going to say, but that is kind of what I was going to say. So, yeah, we'll just say that. I know how your brain goes. It goes, this isn't purple. It's not purple or blue. Or pink. It just have a gradient. No. Or two people holding hands while looking at a skyline. I love shit like that. It's my favorite. It's, I, listen, I don't dislike it. I just, I it's, it's a greater commentary about the, um, sanitization of book covers and how they all eventually become the same thing because there's no like individual kind of like cover everything just becomes a trend and everything has to be the same it's like why romance novels are all those stupid corporate clip art stuff now that occasionally works but it's frustrating to see like all book covers just be like one homogenous my book cover (laughs) our book cover my um, book cover. Yes. Um, so I'm going to read the book sleeve to y'all. Do Best it. friends and occasional lovers, Ezra and Orson are teetering on the top of the world after founding a company that promises instant enlightenment in this thrilling queer caper about scams, schemes, and the absurdity of the American dream. There's some deep bass going by, so I'm sorry for everyone who's hearing that. At 17, Ezra Green doesn't have a lot going for him. He's shorter than average, snaggletooth, internet addicted, and halfway to being legally blind. He's also on his way to last chance camp. I feel like that should be the last chance camp. Mm, last chance the, camp makes sense. Yeah. Last chest. La, la, last get, chest camp. The last chest. It's the last one. You have to find it. Uh, the last chance camp. The final stop before Juvie. But Ezra's summer at Last Chance Camp turns life-changing when he meets Orson, brilliant and Adonis-like, with a mind for hustling. Together, the two embark on what promises to be a fruitful career of con artistry, 
But when they try to pull off their biggest scam yet, New Life, spelled N-U-L-I-F-E, a corporation that promises its consumers a lifetime of bliss, things start to spin wildly out of control. Searing and charming with the suspense of the talented Mr. Ripley, the decadence of the great Gatsby, and the wit of succession, Confidence is a story for anyone who knows the American dream is just another pyramid scheme. Um, I just want to put this out there that my group thread with Karen Jordan is called uh, Twilight Ponzi Scheme. It's the mm-hmm. same idea of Twilight, but the Cullens lose all of their money to a Ponzi scheme. I think that makes sense. I feel it would absolutely happen, and I feel like Jasper would be involved. Your thoughts? Um, I think he'd be too busy trying not to eat people and like having his eyes bulge out and like contemplating mm-hmm. his life choices and why he was in the Confederate army. Okay. Well, yeah. So they lose their money in a Ponzi scheme. <laughs> the little snort. So yes. Um, everyone Google the book, uh, cover. I think it's pretty great. Um, mm-hmm. I actually really liked having this out. I um, I feel like it's very striking because it's red and orange. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, some of my favorite mm-hmm, colors mm-hmm. together, you know. A little like mustard and ketchup situation. But um, yes, confidence is preemptively, I think, the most wild book that we've read this year slash maybe on the podcast. Uh... For me, I feel like I was, as I was reading, I was like, what the fuck? Every chapter was like a, what the fuck? Yeah. Um, But like complimentary, enjoyable. Like I had a fantastic time reading it. Um, It was just, it was um, the epitome of delusion. Convince yourself. (laughs) Yes. Delusion. it It was very that. Um. But I had like a great time Either. reading it. Um, I thought it was very, yeah. very funny too. I I don't. I guess I imagined them. I guess my first note was I thought they would be like seventeen the whole time. Oh it, yeah. I didn't think it was going to take place. Like it seemed like it was going to take place over the course of like a summer. Not like I'm like so excited that it didn't because I was like, how much. <laughs> How can many? We, how much can teens get into? Yeah. How much can teens get into? I need them to be like going into going into boardrooms, fuck with yeah. corporations. Yeah, like it was yeah. starting cults. Yeah, it was, which literally happened. Like I'm not kidding. Um, <laughs> I when they did, I guess the first time jump is like five years. Uh, I don't know. I didn't. Did they say explicitly? I really wasn't paying attention. I was like, we're in the future. Yeah, because um, the one quote that Ezra has is like, in the five years that we knew Carol, or that like we had been oh, working right, with Carol, right, right. Okay, I was like, okay. oh, it's been five years? Okay. <laughs> it was like very casual. Carol! Carol! I think that's in like part two, perhaps. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because every it's broken up into four, three or four parts. I think it's just three. It's three. And it's like very long chapters. <laughs> Um, so yes. there's like only a few chapters. It's less than 350 pages. It's like 306, maybe. I'm actually checking now. It's okay, 301, 303, LOL, that band. 306, yes. 
So it's 306 pages. It's, I think, three or four parts. It's, I think because they're long chapters, I didn't feel like as wild reading like 200 pages in one sitting, uh-huh. which is what I did on the couch next to you the other day. Yes. I I was, it, it's funny. I came upstairs and Sophie was reading on her Kobo. And My Kobo. A little Kobo. And no joke, I like looked at Sophie. I was like, do I need to pull you away from that? Like, are you okay? Like, so you eat? And they were like, no, I'm just like really enthralled right now. I was like, I cannot wait to talk to you. I'm trying to remember what part of the book I was at. I think I was like at the part where like, I think I was like at the part where they um, like where Orson like synthesizes that kid for the first time. The like, oh yeah. That they Mm -hmm. help. I think it was like at that part where they're like establishing their uh cult <laughs> yeah no uh, joke when that eat. was happening i was just like oh no oh no mm-hmm. i felt it happening and then it it did happen <laughs> Ugh. Ooh. yeah um what are you like what's your first note like what do you have i didn't have any written notes because i was just like i don't have any gagged in the either. third a, a, yeah. a secret third thing the secret third thing is that i was also gagged again i was goop gagged and then gagged again yeah, gooped gagged, third gag. Third gag, second gag, fourth gag. It's a wave of gags. It's just Kiki Palmer going, the gag is. And you're like, yes. The gag is me. I'm the gag. <laughs> I am. I, um, wish. <laughs> I wish it was Kiki Palmer. No, I had a great time. This is a really good book. I think it's like a perfect book to read, to bring with you like on vacation or if you're doing like a little holiday or if you just learn to like, have like a little brain turn off for like a weekend or something because mm-hmm. it is like really intense and you kind of can't put it down yeah because you're literally just like what are they doing what's happening next what's going on oh my god and yeah. i really want to read the rest of this author's stuff because i really liked like the characters and how things were yes. written and i will say that i was thinking about this last night i've, I've probably complained before because that's my job but um, I feel like generally when mm-hmm. books are like super time skippy and like don't have like a very not necessarily like it doesn't Solid have to be a time. fully linear timeline, but mm-hmm. like when things are just jumping around and that's not necessarily like each the chapter will like be like because sometimes it'll be like flashbacks and forwards so the chapters tell you like where you are in the storyline. Mm-hmm. And this is kind of like one second they would be like scheming and talking about something and then the next second they'd be like okay so we're four years into this con yeah and like orson is living with this person and pretending to date them like it was like insane but like i i was like so okay with it because i was like i'm just along for the ride and like this is like i'm like i don't need to know how we got here i just know that we're here yeah it's working i feel like um and the way that the last book that we read felt like it was like a script for a TV show, this feels like it was a script for like a movie, if you will. And the way that oh. like if this was a movie, I would fucking sit down and watch it. No, I for real was like, this should be like this is uh prestige television. Like if this was this could be yeah. a multi-season show. This is what if you just finished Succession, I've never seen Succession. If you've just finished Succession and you're sad, I think you should read this book. Um, actually, as a person who is currently in the last season of Succession, this, so the, like, the thing, the, like, quote that, like, this is, like, 
a succession style show or book, I should say. Um, mm-hmm. It absolutely is um, in the way that I don't find any of the characters in succession likable, complimentary. Mm-hmm. Um, and in this book, I didn't find any uh, like, I don't find Ezra or Orson likable, um, mm-hmm. complimentary in a way that they're like, they're, they're not, I, I mean, they're probably meant to be liked, but like in a, like, oh, they're bad. No, I don't they're, think they like, are. Horrible people. No, I don't think they're meant to be liked at all. I okay. Think thank you. Okay. Like them as people. Yeah. Yeah. Because no, they're no. literal con men, but they're written I in such a way that it's to be like, entertained by them. Yeah. But I don't think you're meant to like them. No, exactly. And I think that's like people. why I have a hard time watching like the bear. Sure. Um, I don't, I've never seen that. That Hulu show about the man who yells at him. He's like the chef and he yells at him. Yeah, I don't like uh, restaurant culture. Yeah. Because you've probably worked in a restaurant. Yeah. (laughs) Every person who tells Um, me I should watch that show, I'm like, have you worked in a restaurant? No. Okay, so yeah, that sounds like your favorite thing on the fucking planet. As a person exactly, who's worked yeah, in a restaurant and, all of my friends and has been yelled at by a chef. Restaurants. Yeah. I think that certain HBO shows, which mm-hmm. is like kind of like how this book operates, it's like slow moving and there's like little threads being pulled as you go. And then by the end, there you have like a fistful of yarn, if you will, if we're like talking about threads. And it's like mm-hmm. they basically all get yanked at once. And like everything yeah. comes into like the, basically the quilt is done, and you're like, oh no, uh-huh. <laughs> this is a horrible quilt complimentary. <laughs> yeah, this, not is like, ter- this is the ugliest quilt I've ever seen. <laughs> this is the, the ugliest quilt I've ever seen. I'm obsessed. Um, and that's how like most of those like HBO shows operate in the way that like White Lotus, nothing necessarily happens, and that and then it all happens at once. But it's like little threads being pulled the whole time. Then by the end, yeah. like they're all yanked at the same time, and the the thing forms itself. So you're like, oh, the thing that I yeah, thought was yeah, going yeah. to happen is here. Um, I feel like that's how this book operates, where it's like there's a lot going on, but it's like little tiny detail things that you're like, okay, I'm wondering why this is being brought up. Oh, three chapters from now, or like a couple of pages later, this thing is going on. Or yeah, 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 yeah. Like someone who at the beginning of the book you think is never going to be mentioned again gets brought up Mm -hmm. and it's just like, I think really talented uh, story writing. And um, I absolutely feel like this would be a great HBO show. Yeah. I should agree. Should agree. Mm -hmm. I think it would be, yeah, it would be very good because it's paced in a similar way that like TV is, I think it was, it was a movie. Mm -hmm. It would be very long. I think you would have to, either not focus on as much or Mm. you would have to skip some parts yeah or it would have to be like four hours long which like movies shouldn't be over 90 minutes so (laughs) um give me a if if your movie's 90 minutes i'm listening what about 91 i'm absolutely listening 91 i don't know we'll see i'm a fan of long form video games um, and I feel like you aren't. Is that correct? No, not necessarily. Like super long linear like video games, like the old Final Fantasy games. Well, I just don't like Final Fantasy games because I the combat. Oh yeah, it's, it, it's infuriates me. Yeah, <laughs> but are you a person that thinks but, that video games should be shorter? No, I don't think so. Okay, I'm trying to figure out who I know that said that to me recently, and I was like, huh, that makes a lot of sense. 
Um, I think it's like endearing when you find like a nice game that's like, oh, it's only like four hours of gameplay. That's cute. Yeah. But I'm like also like, oh, I can put 200 hours of gameplay into this and I will still have things to do. That's yeah. sick. Obsessed. Because also like Monster Hunter six, for you. Yeah. If I'm paying like 60 or 70 dollars for a game, I don't yeah. want to be done with it in a week. No, I don't want to be done with like, it in a day. I want to be still playing it in a year. Yeah. I don't want the thing to happen to me like Tears of the Kingdom where I accidentally finished the main storyline. Well, you got all that extra stuff to do now. Oh, absolutely. I'm just um, not one for extra stuff. I'm not mama. a big extra stuff. I know. Oh, mama. I think so. I think for me, did you find the thing that your your friend sent you? Oh, yeah. It's really stupid. But basically, oh, we were talking about the bear mm-hmm. and they work at a restaurant. They were like, listen, I don't dislike this show. But I simply can't watch it for fun because it is the TV equivalent of working as a forklift driver and then going home and playing forklifter. Yeah, no, it it literally <laughs> that's like me, like having worked a shift, my like the worst shift ever at Sephora, and then going home and watching a TV show about a makeup artist who got ye- yelled at all the time. Like that's not that's like fun fantasy for some people. It's not for me. <laughs> I don't know who that would be fantasy, but uh, that's like me. I'm trying to think of a really stupid thing. I'm so sorry. Is it the joke didn't land? I was trying <laughs> to think of something too. Oh, okay. That's like me coming home from working in the mines all day in the like pit of this like apocalyptic world that I don't Which understand. Do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I walk up to my little bunk and I lay down and then I watch Silo. I don't know. Oof. Yikes. Um anyway. yeah, big yikes to that. <laughs> and then I, I'm your wife that goes out and dies. Ugh. I know. We gotta finish that show. We do. Um more ups. okay, anyway. No, the thing I was going to say was um Orson from the absolute very beginning, I did not like. Uh-huh. Absolute, really? Yes. Scumbag. Sc- like true scumbag, like realness, and also like the entire time. Anytime they would like hook up and then he would be like, you know, we shouldn't do this anymore. I was like, oh, you are reminding me of every fucking straight dude that like would like send a message my way. And then like a minute later be like, oh, but I have a girlfriend. It's like, okay, shall we talk to her? Yeah. Like, if you're bisexual, that's fine. I don't give a shit. But like, you can't do that to people. You just can't. And it's like can't do that. you're leading not only me on, but also like your your partner on. And the way that Orson treated um as oh my god, I like wanted to scream. I mean, we've all looked at like a hot person who's like paid too much attention to us. You paying attention to me. Um and but no, but like but I feel like that's happened before we're like I Am I only doing this because this person is very attractive? Yeah. yeah. Actually, you know what? One time I had a coworker who was very cute, like like in like the sense that like li- like literally an adorable like mm-hmm. person. Like she was very short. Mm-hmm. She had a lot of freckles and really big glasses and was definitely oh, your like 
I'm cute and that's like my persona. Yeah. And I was like talking to another coworker about because she kept fucking shit up. And I was like, I'm mm-hmm. so annoyed, but she's like so adorable. I don't want to yell at her. And yeah. my coworker was like, she knows that. And that's why she does that. And I was like, oh, you're fucking right. Yeah. And I was like, I'm going to go yell at her now. That's Bye. Orson. I'm not kidding. Also, anyone named Orson is horrible, right? That we've all decided this. Um, The only other Orson I could think of is Orson Wells. So like that tracks. Maybe. Uh, Orson from Desperate Housewives um, what, is terrible. Don't know her. Kyle McLaughlin. Oh. Yeah. The mayor um, of Yeah. Um, I forgot his last name is McLaughlin until I like go to say his full name and I'm like, oh yeah, that is right. Um, no, yeah, he... I, the minute he sat down, I was like, oh God. But then like also the way that he calls him like little dude. That he called, yeah, that annoyed and me. It's like so right much. after, like, having, like, to be gross, to, like, after having literally just, like, raw dogged him, he calls him little dude. Like, that's, uh, I think that's worse than what I like, just said. I think that's worse than what I just said. No, it's worse when he, like, Ezra, like, walks in on him or he like there's like a part later in the book where he, like, knocks on the door and he's clearly, like, in the middle of having sex with. Emily. Yeah. And they answered the door and they're like half closed. And he's like, What's up, little dude? And I'm like, I wanna reach through this book and grab you by the throat and steal all your money. Yeah, it it really um I think that was causing me so much psychic damage. And like every time that happened, Ez was like, I can do better. Like, you know, like at the end of the day, like I'm the one that, and I'm like, oh my God. I wanna oh, scream. He's so he's, so, he's He's literally down bad. And it's just like, I can't. The worst way. And the way that he describes it too, it's like when they've had sex, he's like, I can feel him flowing through me. Like the energy. I'm like, I have never wanted to. They synthesize while they're having sex. Yeah. I've never wanted to um, hate crime someone more. <laughs> like, girl, stop. Okay. But like, but <laughs> yeah. Complimentary to the mm-hmm. chef, compliments to the chef, yeah. the writer. Raphael, because that is like the exact kind of person that starts pyramid schemes and like starts cults. Mm -hmm. It's like, there's a reason that people listen to them because they're so fucking charismatic that they literally can get anyone to do anything for them. Like he is such a good character. Like he's like me saying all of these like horrible things is just like, it's written in such a way that it's so well done that it's like, I feel like, Throughout the book, I kept questioning myself, like, okay, like maybe he'll get better, or like, <laughs> not a I can fix him thing, but it felt like that. Like Ezra was like, I can fix him. Yeah, no, no, I think that so well written thing that probably like differentiates, like outside of like language and probably like somewhat like content that's in the book. That's probably most of it is like, but the way that characters are written. In like re- regular fiction, as mm-hmm. like a adult contemporary fiction, as opposed to YA, is that you do not have necessarily like black and white characters that you do in like YA. Like if this was a mm-hmm. YA book, I think it would end with Ezra like somehow pulling himself out of things and like siding with the police or mm-hmm. like turning himself in willingly. Yeah, or like. Orson going to jail for him to protect. Yeah, being the one at the end of the book that's like, 
gets all the stuff and gets them in trouble. Yeah. Like I was like, sort of maybe I was like, maybe he's going to like cut a deal with someone and it's be like, well, if I tell the truth and give all the, all of my information, then I get like, you know, five years as opposed to like 20 or whatever. Yeah. Um, but I, yeah, no, I think the thing that like kind of establishes this more as like, as a contemporary fiction book Mm -hmm. is that you don't necessarily have to root for the main characters. They're not good people. That yeah. doesn't mean that they're like it's a bad book because no. yeah, but that's like this weird thing that is like more prevalent now, especially I've noticed in like younger kids and younger readers. It's kind of like, oh, you like this show? Did you know that the bad guy in it is a serial killer and he's a bad guy? And add it's like, well, yeah, because it's a show about like a serial killer. Yeah, he's a bad. That's they're like, okay, so you saw him? I'm like. His actions in the show? No. The no, I don't think the actions in the and, show. Like, the actor who's like, portray- sure. Yeah. But it's just like this weird, like, I feel like there's this dissonance between like that and that is like in younger readers and younger fiction. It's like a lot more black and white. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's like something, I don't know, general media commentary, but I feel like I've well, I think that with that people are unable to separate the art from the artist in the way that like Evan Peters is a great actor. Um, him as that one Netflix, like that Netflix show, like, yeah, that's, it's probably terrible. Um, Evan Peters is a very good actor who. Well, it, not even that, but just like mm-hmm. by enjoying media that has bad like literally bad care bad people in it you're endorsing mm-hmm. their actions and i'm like no i'm just like watching a show yeah. i'm reading a book that's about some shitty people but i'm like having a good time yeah um so yeah i don't think that like you're meant to root for anyone in this book and i like that's kind of the point though i think it was kind of refreshing mm-hmm. yeah like i was like i was like kind of spoilers a little bit but i was like kind of excited that we never really had that moment where Ezra mm-hmm. was like oh i should yeah. I'm actually a bad person too. Like at they no kind of just like Yeah. It was like yeah. at no point was he like I mean, he was consistently just like like the the blindness thing, like he was everything about himself he like gave up and he was like, fuck it. Um, because he was yeah, he was too busy being a bad person to like even take care of the like hit like the one good thing in his life. Like he's not fully blind. Like you can still like there are ways to work around this in a way that we can take care of you still. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, I'm too busy being a horrible person. Complimentary. Yeah. Like literally, I think that these were the most interesting villains that like in a book like this that we've read only because they were just so unredeemable and it did feel like a TV show that I would watch. And then at the end go, why did I watch this? Like everyone was terrible. Complimentary. And it's like, oh, I watched this because it was like everyone is supposed to be terrible. Yeah. Yeah. And I do, I think it was also interesting that we do have some characters that like are obviously working against them, Mm -hmm. but they're kind of like background characters, not like background, but they're side characters. They're, they're never given kind of like a moment of glory or anything. Like they're just kind of like Mm -hmm. still in the background because we're staying focused on um, Ezra and Orson the whole time. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was, um, I think, just so superbly written. Um, and it just felt mm-hmm. like, it just felt like Fantasy La La Land in a way that I'm like, fuck yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Like if this was like a little bit longer and it was just like more ridiculous, I would be fine with it too. Because mm-hmm. this was wackadoodle time. Complimentary. Wackadoodle time. <laughs> it's I think wackadoodle it time. Interesting too, just like from a queer perspective of like how every I mean, I guess like Ezra is pretty yeah, no, Ezra's like pretty openly queer and like kind of like it's not like necessarily like a central part of his character in like mm-hmm. so much as like story is far, beyond like his relationship with a few characters. But like yeah. I do think it's really interesting that pretty much every person he um has like a relationship with is either like someone he's literally paying or he has like multiple relationships with people who are like very clearly like, Oh, I'm not gay, but I'm going to sleep with you. Or like, we're not going to talk about this. Mm -hmm. Like it's very, and I'm like, I mean, obviously I don't know because I'm not um, a sleazy capitalist. A rich gay person with brain rot. (laughs) Piece of shit. But like, uh, I feel like that's like a a thing that I see commonly in like other media where it's like, Mm -hmm. well, I'm not gay and I have a wife and I have a public persona. So I can't actually be out because that would like damage my relationship with like conservatives who I need to have that relationship with because they're giving me money. Yeah. But I will sleep with you. Yeah. And I will like enjoy it and it will be like, you know, like, yeah. Mm. So I thought that was like a very interesting thing that we haven't had no. in any of the books. We like, I think I'm pretty much, the, I mean, the majority of the books that we read are like very focused on like queer joy mm-hmm. and not necessarily like, here's some shitty gay people. <laughs> yeah. And you know what's funny? I, Adam Sass tweets about this a lot, like truly rotted gay people. Yeah. And these are truly rotted people in general. Yeah. Um, who just happen to be gay and are the wor- the worst people you'll ever meet. Um and again, I <laughs> I mean that in the best way possible. Like I was just enthralled by them. It was like watching a like a a boat slowly catch on fire. It was like watching five billionaires go into a submarine <laughs> because they wanted to explore the Titanic. They wanted to synthesize the Titanic. They wanted to synthesize the Titanic. So they got some expired fiberglass and drilled some holes in it. And then they went to the bottom of the ocean. Yeah, like no joke. Um, every like Those every people, t- <laughs> they, would, they would be synthesized. They would be they on would the be. farm. Those oh would be God, the people. Yeah. And the thing is. They'd be trying to get synthesized in the ocean. Every twist and turn that this book had. I felt like came out of left field complimentary. I was like, wait, what? Like yeah. I was just like so along for the ride. I was like, I'm it was so good. I'm fucking here. I'm here. I'm vibing. I'm watching I'm here these, and I'm queer. Yeah. I'm watching these idiots do the absolute most, whether it's like, we're going to go to a coup that's going to end in a specific way. Um, we're going to work like, like, it, it just everything that was going on, like we're going to fuck up the stock market. Like there was just so much going on that like we haven't experienced in a book on the podcast before. Mm-hmm. And it was just so thoroughly enjoyable because they were just like, it's sometimes it's nice when gay people are the villain. Yeah. And the nice. book is only about villains. 
I love no, I, I had a really good time. Um, yeah, if you like shows about terrible people, what else? I don't know. I feel um, like this is like I'm like really I mean I, I don't necessarily like gravitate towards these kinds of books. I think mm-hmm. I think it would probably f- like it's not like true crime. Well, I mean, it, I guess it is true crime. Well, it's not yeah. no because it's not a real story. It's fiction. But like, it feels like a true crime in the sense that it's like cons and it's mm-hmm. like this would be on Scam Goddess. Yeah. Um, kind of. Well, the way but that I the feel- book is written is like from the point of view of Ezra while he's like telling the story, but it's right. like he's telling the story like while it's happening, but it's him. It feels like to me him speaking to a reporter and saying like, what's going on. We're doing an interview with a vampire sort of format. Yes, exactly. Um, yeah. And it, but like, mm-hmm. uh, I was just going to say, like, I think like I, I don't gravitate towards these types of books generally, but I feel like these, this kind of character and like the story is like something I see a lot more in, um, television and movies as opposed to like things that you would necessarily read. Yeah, exactly. Just my text. Yeah, I just want <laughs> confidence. Gay. Um, <laughs> I wish we could change our our profile picture to just that for the release of this episode. <laughs> I mean, we could. Um, but yeah, I God, I don't think I've read a book that felt so much like if you told me that this was a TV show first. It was very cinematic. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I mean that in the most complimentary way. Like I would watch oh, the sure. shit out of the show. I would also, I would download Peacock for this. If that was the I only way, if, if if that was the only way to watch this, I would do it. I mean, we did it for they slash them, and that was terrible. Oh, I forgot about that. I'll never forget about they slash them because the they's were not slashing the thems. Nothing nothing about that movie was enjoyable or what it should have been. And also there was a musical number. Theo Germain is so hot that it I absolutely watched that movie just for them. Don't even know who that is. The main character. I already yep. forgot what they look yeah. like. I only remember Kevin Bacon. Understandable. It's Kevin Bacon. I don't I I truly don't want to spoil this book other like you know, more than we already have in the little ways that we did. Yeah. Um, but honestly, oh, I'd like to point out that, yeah, um, uh-huh. Ezra's last name is green. That's all. I don't know. You're related. I always knew you were a scam. Related goddess. to a con artist. Yeah. I'm a scam goddess. Busy being a scam goddess. Yeah. You know, I think I'm like a, like an outgoing person, but then I read things like this where I'm like, oh my God, imagine if I was as powerful as Orson. Scary. Yeah, truly, truly terrifying. Mm-hmm. Um, you should all be very thankful that um, <laughs> my brain doesn't operate that way. <laughs> yeah, we truly. Be go, rich though. I mean, we could for a little bit at least. Yeah, no, I, I, truly think that this is one of the favorite books like my favorite books that i've read for a while Mm -hmm. like i had like truly i think if i were to do like a top 10 of the books that we've read on the podcast in the five years yeah it would be in there (gasps) 
it's that high. Yeah. I'm a, I mean, I don't disagree with you. I'm going to think about it for a little bit, but like, it's definitely in the top 20 for, sure, for you. One of the best books that we've, I've read this year. Yeah. Um, I think in the period of time that we've existed on the podcast, um, there is a specific author that I have like pulled out of my like favorite, like authors, if you will, mm-hmm. not like not in a shady way. I'm just like, I really appreciate and like your work. It's just that we've read so many other things and I'm like, if I have to like knock one to get one in there, if I can only have five, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm, if like, mm-hmm. if I could only have like 10 favorite books in the five years we've done it out of the, yeah, I think 115 maybe. Cause I know some of our episodes have just been like interviews. Um, yeah. But well, I think that, yeah, what's, what you're saying also is, like, I really like the writing. Like, the story was really gripping, but I was, like, really enthralled by the writing as well. Like, yeah. this this made me want to be, like, oh, I want to read this author's other books because I just, mm-hmm. like, liked the way the story was built. The yeah. characters written, the dialogue was really mm-hmm. interesting. Like, the way that, um, like, things were visually described yeah. was so it's fascinating. Mm-hmm. So, like, it's more than just, like, an intriguing story. Like, I genuinely enjoyed the writing as well. Yeah, exactly. Um, That's why it's in there. I'm like, okay. if I mean, at least for a top 20, if not top 10, like, it would be top 20 out of the, mm-hmm. you know, many episodes we've done. It was just, like, a fucking wild ride that I was like, I'm, I'm curious how this is. I'm actually curious how this is going to end, like, what's going to happen. And the the epilogue fucked me up. I was like, okay, mm-hmm. we connected the first chapter to uh, the last chapter. The epilogue, I was, I almost like cried. I also like, it was so, like that, la- the literally the last shot, it was like, I could see the credits rolling. Yeah, like oh, truly. Like, it was so good. It was unfair. so good. Oh, like, fuck. Marvel after credits scene, like truly gooped, gagged in the third. The third thing being the epilogue. Uh-huh. What are you reading? I'm reading the summary for the author's other books. Oh, yeah. It looks like a lot, but it looks looks good. Do you have anything else you want to add? Sort of, but it's like huge spoilers, so I don't actually want to say it on the We can talk. Yeah, we'll talk to each other afterwards. I'm going to talk to you afterwards because I have like a thing. I have a moment that I was like, oh. Um, (laughs) No, I'm not kidding. There were so many times (laughs) that I was just like, (laughs) like, no joke. Like the loudest Luigi scream that you can think of. What? Yeah, exactly. It was that. Yeah. Um, who was your? Who was um? Who was a favorite character of yours? Like, who did you and who did you enjoy? Not like you know. Yeah. No. I. So I truly. Th- I mean, obviously, we interact with Ezra the most. Um, right. I truly think I liked Ezra because I think it's understandable in his situation. This like literally. Orson is described as an Adonis. Like, I can imagine that if, like, the most handsomest, like, marble-like structured man, like, sat down with me and, like, spoke to me and spent time with me like that, I, too, would fall victim to that. For sure. And the thing is, like, I don't think that means that he's, like, Ezra is stupid. Because Ezra is incredibly intelligent. I just think that his intelligence was wasted in a specific way that I'm like, I, of, of course. And it's, it's, I just feel like it's very believable that like this would happen. And like, I was curious when I was reading this, like how it was going to play out, like throughout the book, like mm-hmm. what it was going to be like. Um, mm-hmm. 
and if they were going to like be together. Like I was curious about that because I I didn't think that was going to happen. And then when it it started happening in the first like, couple chapters, I was like, oh, okay, mm-hmm. so like they are like romantically inclined towards each other. Um, I th- I think that Ezra was like one of my favorite characters in this. If not, um, I really. <laughs> I really liked um, his assistant, who I'm I, for, Brianna. I, I loved Brianna. She yeah. was fun. The thing about this book that's like interesting is that mm-hmm. like it could very easily you could take this concept and even just like you could take this book and turn it into a script, yeah. and you could make it like a like weird like a will ferrell like anchorman adjacent kind of comedy where it's like the characters are like on the cusp of being so eccentric that they're almost a parody of people but also you believe that people exist like that like that's what i'm saying like grounded yeah the president's son seems like i i don't know who would be cast i i'm i'm imagining and it wouldn't be, thankfully, because it's the year 2023, but it feels like a Sasha, Sasha Baron Cohen Baron Cohen character. He would be great as that. Yeah, exactly, because he is funny, but he's also serious, and apparently he's, like, a good actor. He's, he's been very talented. Film. Yeah, I have. I don't think I've seen him in anything that isn't, like, oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, he's in Sweeney Todd. I don't know. He is? <laughs> yeah, never, he's great. I've never seen Sweeney Todd. Honestly, chair squeak. Fuck, um, the person who plays Sweeney Todd, who shall not be named, and um, movie musicals in general are not very good. Mm-hmm. But however, big but. however, mm-hmm. it is a very good movie musical. It's a great adaptation, and it's time musical. So you know that the music fucks. Oh yeah. Um. You know, it, it feels like they would have to be like actors who are who are fun. So you know how uh, I'm trying to think. Well, this um, is like the thing. Yeah, there people are always shocked when comedic actors do yes. drama really well. Like when Steve Carell yes. started doing dramatic roles, people were like, "I don't understand. He's just like the goofy guy from The Office." Mm-hmm. But then they're like confused when really prestigious actors can't do comedy, and it's like, yeah. okay, so the thing about comedy is. It is significantly harder. I mean, I'm not an actor. I don't act. I have very, I've just. It's hard to be funny. It's so much harder to be funny and have it like hit and have comedic timing and also Mm -hmm. like feel original and still feel like a good character than it is to like do a dramatic scene where you're just like screaming at the top of your lungs. Like as a person person who is very funny, it's really difficult to be no but i was like people are always like oh my god this actor is like so good like it's crazy because i thought they were just like a comedian it's like that's exactly how i was when kristen wig yeah kristen wig as like an actual actress besides like a you know like a funny thing i'm like oh my god or like when um who is the woman in bridesmaids with her Maya Rudolph. When Maya Rudolph does something that is like an actual, like it actually acting, not comedy, if you will. Yeah. I'm always just like, oh my God, I forget because I always think of Maya Rudolph as someone who is incredibly funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And like uh, Tracy Ellis Ross, I think the funniest woman on the planet just Mm -hmm. because she's, (laughs) but like when she's acting, she's acting. Yeah. She's also incredibly hysterical. Yeah. Like I, well, uh, 
like the inverse almost too like the the actors that are really good that are also you they see them in comedies and you're like what the fuck you're really yeah. funny too it's like yeah oh that's why you're such a good actor mm-hmm. um trinity I don't the know tuck. If this is, well no my my first thought is like anne hathaway because i oh, think yeah. she's an amazing actress she yes. does serious very well she's mm-hmm. proven that over and over again but she's also has an incredible comedic timing. And it's like, oh, the reason yeah. she's such an amazing actress is because she is such a good comedian. We are fully off topic. We have we gone are. down a rabbit hole. I'm going to pull us back. Um, I'm looking at the other uh, books that this author has read. And mm-hmm. the other one looks really – it looks like it's probably like a similar vein to um, Confidence it's, because it's a- like um, the come down. Where it seems it? like it has a, like a little bit more of a serious kind of tone, but it's also oh, yeah, the come like down. two people get mixed up into something they weren't expecting. The come um, down and, and then, then Bugsy and other stories. Bugsy and other stories is six short stories that all have different queer focus, which I will We've might read that. Read. Yeah. I it looks really interesting. I love yeah. I love short stories too, because you can kind of just like pick them up. Maybe I can con uh, this author into speaking to us. I would love to talk to them and scream. Um, Just oh, they're a professor of creative writing. At honestly, I wish, I wish I was in that class. Oh wait, Bugsy's not out yet. No, it's a forthcoming one. Oh, February twenty twenty four. Well, that's coming for my dad for his birthday because it's coming out two days before his birthday. Hey. Um, um, I don't have anything else that I can say while being recorded. Yeah, I think I've hit the point of if I keep talking, I'm going to talk about like the end, which is yeah. like, like you said, all the strings are pulled at once. So it's like yeah. big. The yeah. the blanket is being formed. I know that's like a big, very big clunky like metaphor for what's going on. But, no, but like, it make, I it's truly like kind think of a perfect that's how metaphor. like HBO shows operate. And I think that's kind of how this works too. Yeah. Because it's like every chapter is like the main character like collecting another thread and just carrying it along. Well, I think that the like uh, that's something that existed a lot in like more prestigious television that was like previously like a mm-hmm. lot of TV was like slow 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 build up, slow 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 build up and then everything just like falls out at once. Mm-hmm. And I think that's like a a lot of shows that do well now Mm-hmm. Still do that, and the shows you do not do so well, um, don't understand that as like a concept, and it's just kind yeah. of the whole time everything is like falling out, like the bottom's falling out, and it's constantly at the peak. Yeah. And it's like, well, if you're constantly at like the peak of the dramatic moment, or you're constantly having those moments, it just doesn't work. What is Michelle Visage's biggest critique when critiquing a drag queen who is at a 10 at all times during a comedic performance? Yeah, no, exactly. There's You're nowhere always, for them to go. You start at a 10, you stay at a 10, and you don't go anywhere. Yep. Yeah. Thank you, Michelle Visage. You said one thing once. Yes. And that was it. Um, But I, no, I, you know, I really like this book. I think it was delicious. Yeah. All right. Well, um, the book that we've been talking about has been Confidence by Raphael Fremkin. And you're listening to the Superlit Podcast. My name is Brenda Patrick. That's Sophie Green. Thank you for listening to us today. I'm going to talk about spoilers now. Yeah. Absolutely. I'm running upstairs. <laughs> <laughs>